heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 22nd Sunday morning edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersInch.com, former Blazers beat writer for the Bank of the Columbian, writer at other places. And I know I said that this trip was going to be an 0-4 trip, that I didn't think it would it, it was going to get any better, but hey, the Blazers surprised me last night, and came away with a a road win in overtime yesterday afternoon in Boston against the third best team in the East, the Boston Celtics. Portland wins it 127-123 in overtime. C.J. McCollum led the Blazers with 35 points. He had 25 of those in the first half, but Damian Lillard making some clutch plays late in this game, making clutch free throws to ice the game down the stretch and uh, just making helping McCollum in making enough plays. Those weren't the only two guys that got it going tonight. That helped them survive 41 points from Isaiah Thomas on Saturday. Uh, and uh, a really good Celtics team. And, and Portland finally uh, breaks their, their four-game losing streak. And that could have definitely become five. Uh, their last two victories are against the best team in the East and the third best team in the East. And they managed to lose all those games in between. Another funny thing about this win, it was on the second night of a back-to-back, which is also the last time that the Blazers uh, had a victory, was uh, on the second of a back-to-back when they played the Cavaliers here uh, a couple of weeks ago or uh, was that a week ago now a couple weeks ago I'm not sure anymore but uh, when Cleveland was here uh, it was an ESPN Wednesday it was right after the snowstorm Portland had to stay the night in Seattle and then they came back and won and then here they don't have as little of rest but they had short rest the Celtics had a couple of days off before this game and Portland is the team that needed this game more and they played like it. So, uh, very impressive win. The The starting lineup remained the same as it did in the Philadelphia game, which they lost by one point after back-to-back three-pointers from Robert Covington and uh, Damian Lillard uncharacteristically splitting a pair of free throws at the end to kind of open the door uh, at the at the end of that game. But as, uh, as I mentioned on the last podcast, they shouldn't have been in a position to lose on those shots. But they were in a tight one tonight. They were in, or not tonight, last night, last yesterday afternoon. 
it was a good team that they played against and they came out with a win and props to them. This is probably up there as their best win of the season up here with that Memphis win on the road that they had earlier in the year. And at the time that they got it, they really needed this one. I We already have learned not to extrapolate with this team and expect that they will carry on the strong play into the future. But measuring this win at the point of the season that they got it at, where they got it, the team they got it against, very impressive. So this is what is frustrating about the Blazers at times, that they can have games like this where they play really well on the road against a team that's going to make the playoffs, and in this case, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And then you have the loss at home against Orlando. You have all that stuff, and basically just the entire season up to this point. And, uh, yeah, impressive victory tonight. And and at, like I said, the, the starting lineup remained the same with Noah Vonley and Evan Turner replacing Alfred Camino and Maurice Harkless in the starting lineup. It worked. And Vonley, really, even though he, he, he picks up a lot of fouls, he fouled out in this game, but he played in 17 minutes. But when he's out there, he's really active and... He is not the best offensive rebounder on the team, even though Davis, Ed Davis and his offensive rebounding numbers have gone down. He is still the best offensive rebounder on the team, but Vonley is more athletic, and he's really been doing a good job of finishing around the basket. It, it, the one thing that we've seen since the preseason is that it looks like he's more comfortable in the post, finishing around the basket this season. The Blazers would post him up a lot. In the, in the preseason, and it, and it looks like he's more comfortable finishing the ball around the basket this season, and the Blazers need a guy that can do that. And perhaps the thought in this, in going to this lineup is, hey, we're not, we need to create some variance here, and Vonley, while his plus-minus is bad, he's a good offensive rebounder for the most part, and uh, he's he's right there behind Davis in terms of offensive rebounding percentage. He's been a good rebounder this year. He's active. He's really athletic, which is uh, for the Blazers' big men a really I think important trait that not a lot of them have. They don't have that that really bouncy jump that Vonley has, where he can jump multiple times and and get and and be active and create deflections. And the Blazers have been getting more offensive rebounds. Vonley had four against uh, the Celtics. They didn't out-rebound the Celtics, but they got extra possessions, and I, and I think that that helped them uh, throughout this game. And just one note, obviously small sample size uh, in these two games, but the starting lineup with Vonley and Turner, they haven't been sh- producing uh, a lot offensively, but they have been in the positive in the point differential so far. And... One of the interesting things when you zoom in even more on that lineup is that their offensive rebounding percentage as a group is much higher than the Blazers' offensive rebounding percentage as a team and has how it's been this year. And if you remember, and as I have harped on frequently this season, a major key to Portland's success last season was that they were a really good rebounding team and they were an elite offensive rebounding team. And... 
they haven't even been close to average. They're 23rd so far this season in offensive rebounding, and from the looks of it, if if nothing else, the, the decision to get Vonley in the starting lineup, despite the fact that he's been an overall negative on the court this season for the Blazers, is that he can rebound the ball. And they're out they have an offensive rebounding percentage, excuse me, of 36.7, so nearly 37. That's 15 percentage points higher than their average. So they're getting that extra juice. And while they didn't out-rebound the Celtics last night, they were able to get extra possessions at times and... It, it felt like those little things made a difference. And, and, and Stotts tried to get Vonley back out there before he fouled out. And, and, and it seemed like he, he had a really positive impact on the game. And I thought he had a positive Im- impact on the game in Philadelphia. They obviously weren't able to come through with the victory. And Evan Turner just had a better game in this game. He went 2 of 10 against Philadelphia. He was 4 of 9 in this game. Got to the line. Had 4 assists, 4 rebounds. He... It is going to be an awkward fit, but I kind of like that Stotts isn't waiting to try something different and is trying to maybe, again, balance out uh, the things that Turner does that have caused the Blazers to lose games throughout the season by pairing him with Lillard and McCollum. And uh, the results in Saturday's game were much better. So... uh, the, the starting lineup, I don't know how long it's going to continue to be the starting lineup. You have to remember that Terry Stotts is a disciple of not only George Carl, but but Rick Carlisle, who is uh, really kind of a mad scientist when it comes to tinkering with lineups, changing starting lineups, kind of being unpredictable. And Portland's performance up to this point has given Stotts no reason to really trust in anything uh long term I so I see where he's coming from if he wants to change later on the road but right now the starting lineup that's been out there has played really good defense and they've gotten a lot of extra possessions on the offensive end that while hasn't led to uh, great offensive numbers may be more beneficial when you have Lillard McCollum taking a lot of shots and and then maybe those second you can take advantage of those second chances better than you would if you were getting more second chances on the second unit with guys that are not Dame and CJ. So I think we'll see this continue a little bit. They have a few days off until they play the Lakers. I believe that's on Wednesday. So uh, they're going to have a lot of time to to work things out. But I think they they they're going to stay with this lineup. Granted, uh, you know, Philly's playing better, so their record may not be indicative of the team that's playing right now. And then Boston is a really good team. So if you take the two results, obviously very small sample size, but it's what you have to go off of. I think Stotts is going to stick with this lineup for a little bit because it's something that didn't see the floor much until these last two games. And, the numbers offensively haven't been great, but the defense has been solid and they're getting something that they haven't gotten all year. And that was a major key to their success last season. And that's offensive rebounding. So, so far, uh, the change ha- has resulted in good things for Portland for the most part. They, they obviously did not, uh, win against Philadelphia, but they, they, uh, played, definitely played better 
in Philadelphia and Boston than they did in Washington and Charlotte. So uh, for whatever that's worth, but I guess we'll, I think that will continue for the foreseeable future. And another uh, call out in this game for the Blazers that uh, really helped them win this game, Myers Leonard in the game on Saturday, six of seven from the field, four of four from three point range. He had 17 points and had a, had a nice dunk that I think really got him going on Jordan Mickey. And then he just played with confidence really from there on out. He got some, he got a nice little roll where the ball kind of did the toilet bowl thing and hung around all every inch of the rim before going down. And then he got another jumper right after that and just pulled it right in Jordan Mickey's face. And when Leonard is playing confident as friend of the show, Mike Richmond from the Oregonian says he's a different guy. And he, he had that confidence, I think after that dunk and then he had a roll go his way. And then, you know, you see it coming and, and uh, he gave the Blazers a real nice boost. And when the Blazers also go to these different lineups in their second unit now where they have Harkless and Aminu, and, and mostly Aminu, because Aminu hasn't been able to shoot this year, it really helps that you have Leonard out there who can make up for whatever lack of spacing that Aminu's lack of shooting may be causing, and you can kind of alleviate that with Leonard out there. And then Aminu can act almost more as the big man in those scenarios where he's diving to the basket, he's hanging around to try and get offensive rebounds, he's really crashing the glass, and trying to create extra possessions again in that way. And Aminu is, is really has a knack for being around the basket, playing like a big man, even though he is wing sized. And uh, that pairing also seemed to work really well. Harkless uh, also dealt with an eye laceration yesterday that uh, held him out for, for certain periods of the game. Yeah, it's interesting to see that he only played 13 minutes, but I don't know how much to read into that given that he got hit in the face. But Leonard played really well and provided shooting and scoring off the bench that uh, Portland wasn't really able to get elsewhere for the most part off that second unit. Aminu had a good game. He got to the line six times, which was impressive. And there were a lot of fouls in this game. The Blazers uh, took advantage of that. They were 31 of 36 from the free throw line, and the Celtics got to the line 31 times, hit 26 of those. Also, Portland shot well from the free throw line, which hasn't always been a given this season, as we saw down the stretch of the Philadelphia game. Mason Plumlee came dangerously close to a triple-double, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists as well. But uh, the Blazers bench, Aminu and Leonard, really helped and Aminu played 37 minutes so again you don't want to get in that that was with overtime but I I don't necessarily want to get too caught up say if you're a if you're a fantasy basketball player and you have Aminu on your team and he's going to the bench now he's still going to get a lot of minutes he's still one of their most important players and they're going to find a way to get him on the floor a lot so uh, if you have Aminu in a league even though he's shot really poorly (laughs) this season from three uh, I think he's still going to get a lot of minutes. It seems like right now the guy whose minutes are uh, a little bit more in question are Harkless, but 
I think once you know once things continue to move forward, I think he'll continue to be in the rotation and and get something close to twenty something minutes a game. Right now, Portland is a game behind the Denver Nuggets for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Portland is nineteen and twenty-seven. The Nuggets are eighteen and twenty-four, and uh, Portland is a game ahead of New Orleans, who is in tenth right now. So the Western Conference eighth seed picture is pretty crowded. Uh, there's lots of teams vying for position that are are trying that are trying to get that eighth seed, and the Blazers are also trying to get that eighth seed. They're definitely not tanking. <laughs> None of these guys want to uh, miss the playoffs. I can guarantee you that. So uh, unless some kind of trade happens where they're they're getting rid of guys, I don't, I don't see a tank scenario, but they may end up in the lottery nonetheless, just given how they've played this season. But they're still in the mix. They, they got a nice win against the Celtics. Will this continue? I think we've learned, again, our lesson that we we can't expect the Blazers to simply continue to play well when their track record this season has been one that has just been getting your hopes up and kind of letting you down. So I would like to see them continue this. They got another stretch of home games here there that involves some some tough teams coming to the Moda Center over the next I think 10 days or so that's going to be difficult the Lakers are going to be back in town again Portland has done a nice job when they've played the Lakers recently those are two of their uh, wins over this month but they've got Memphis they've got Golden State they've got Charlotte who just whooped them and then they've also got Dallas, who beat them in December at home. And Dallas isn't good either, but they're a really well-coached team. And they have guys that good wings that can hurt you in Barnes and, and, and Wesley Matthews. So not not an easy schedule for Portland at home and Portland has taken care of business at home better than they have on the road, but they haven't necessarily been that great of a home team either. They're 11 and nine at home this season, which I think you would expect them to be a little bit better than just above 500. But that again, that's been the season so far. They've really got to get that win against the Lakers. They really need to cash that in because that's a that's another one that's kind of put out there for them on a silver platter. And then Memphis, Charlotte, Golden State, th- those those games are all going to be tough. So to say that they're back on track is a little a little too soon, but they showed some fight and again showed that they can be a team that can beat good teams. And whether this will continue or not, we can't really say. But uh, I I got to say another thing, too. I, I want to really give some credit to Terry Stotts for making that lineup change and, and giving it a try and, and taking the risk to move Turner to the starting lineup and 
move Harkless and Aminu out, who Harkless has played really well this season, and move Aminu out, who's been Portland's third best player, third most important player for the last two seasons. I gotta give him a lot of credit for doing that, taking that risk, and 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 doing and trying to do something with the cards that he's been dealt. Because last season he was really good at, at doing this. He found things that work. This season it's been a lot harder to find things that work, and I think a large part of that has been Turner's fit with the group. But what Stotts has done by putting Turner into the starting lineup and putting Vonley into the starting lineup, two guys that have been, in terms of plus-minus, the wor- some of the worst guys on the team so far this season, to try and change the rotations, play with it in some way, experiment more so that those guys are not as much of a negative on the Blazers' overall ratings and and give themselves a chance to win and 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 and. and do the best with what he's been dealt. He didn't sign these guys, and I have to say that what he's doing is uh, really commendable. And I, you know, I don't know how many coaches uh, would be willing to try a lot of things like this. And I got to say, he's doing what he can with these rotations and and the substitutions to try and find more combinations that work for the players because the starting lineup was working, but it seemed like pretty much everything else wasn't. So he is trying to use the stability of that Lillard McCollum backcourt that can really score and, and and try and balance maybe some of the more guys that have been more turbulent over the course of the season with those guys and then add some of those guys that have been really good in the supporting roles like Aminu and Harkless to the second unit and maybe you get a little bit more defense there on those second units and you just have better overall play you have good defense while Lither McCollum are still one of them is on the court at all times and then on the second units you are playing more of a small ball look at least they have while Ed Davis has been out and I I, I have liked the way those things look they the the numbers on those have been a little again it, it's hard to to draw conclusions this far into this experiment. However, I just like the way that those units look together. I like the look of having four shooters or three shooters and a Minu with CJ or Dame. And uh, I, I, I think it's as good of a plan as any. And, and to try and get more extra possessions too out of that starting unit where you have Dame and CJ sharing the floor by getting a guy like Vonley out there. And... Another thing that that's allowed that that lineup has allowed them to do is to get both Lillard McCollum off the ball, and so you have Turner running the show and not having to take spacing away from CJ and Dame when those guys are handling the ball, and he can kind of get them working more off the ball, which we saw a lot of in the last game, so or against Boston. So Stotts is trying to use the best skills that guys like Vonley and Turner have to contribute to wins because in the context that context that they were current that they were playing in previously it wasn't really working Portland was losing a lot of points on those bench units and uh losing games I think because of it so uh props to Stotts to try and stop the bleeding to be to experiment to not uh get caught into 
the stubbornness of trying to do the same things or do things that worked last year in there to, to try and swing the pendulum the other way. Uh, and so I, I, I like that he is experimenting and trying to fix things because uh, so far this season, he's tried a lot of different things. They haven't worked as well. So uh, some might say that he's tinkering too much, but right. I, I think he is in the right place to tinker and try and, shake things up and, and create more balance along the rest of the rotation so that Portland, when when that starting lineup goes out, that they don't just completely uh, self-combust. So uh, I, I I like what he's trying. He's doing his best. So I, I, I think while it, it's been a rough season, I think Stott's still uh, doing a good job of coaching and, and trying to revive this season a little bit, which uh, – the Blazers are 19 and 27, so they're 46 games into the season. So we're way past the halfway point now, but uh, lots of season left still to go. The Blazers are a game behind the eighth seed in the Western Conference. They get a win to break a four-game losing streak in overtime, 127-123 against the Boston Celtics. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. Leave us a five-star review. That would be very much appreciated. And you can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Send us any questions for future podcasts to at Locked On Blazers. Or if you have a longer question, uh, a more big picture question that doesn't fit in 140 characters, send it to us at LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com. We will be back with another edition of Lockdown Blazers. Blazers are off until Wednesday, but I'm sure we will be back before that.